Welcome to Omnipotent Growth with Cal. I'm an acting leader for more than a decade and your leadership trainer and coach. Each week you'll hear exceptional stories and interviews, as well as actionable strategies and tactics that you can implement right away. I want to thank you for spending some time to grow as a leader. Hello guys in another episode of Omnipotent Growth with Cal. Today we are talking about the correlation between education and uh, our progress in work. Our guest today is our fellow from the EMBA course, Mr. Stanislav Pavlov. Uh, he is the program scheduling manager of one of the largest, if not the largest, TV in Bulgaria. And uh, funnily enough, he started uh, with geology in the university, but then got uh, um, a role into the TV and excelled to his current position at the moment. We were very impressed of uh, his academic achievements uh, because, because uh, besides of the EMBA diploma, uh, it's a quite serious journey itself, but um, he also has a certificate in business analytics from Harvard Business School. Uh, he also has a postgraduate diploma in digital business from a joint program of Columbia Business School and MIT. Uh, so he also has certificate of basics of computer science by Stanford. So this is wow, a lot <laughs> of stuff, and I'm sure that it's ongoing. Uh, <laughs> you already yeah, planned something. Actually, actually, next week I'm starting a project management course okay. with Fulbright. So next time <laughs> when we meet, uh, you have a another. <laughs> it, it, it will be one more. Yeah, yeah cool. at least one more cool. abbreviation there. Yeah. So, welcome Stan. Uh, did we miss something uh, in our uh, intro? I think that's... It's, it's fair so, so pretty, far. Pretty much <laughs> so, so far so good. Okay. No need, no need to brag. Cool, you know? cool. Yeah. Uh, welcome from me also Stan. Nice to be here. Yeah, nice uh, to be here too. Yeah, so I just wanted... Uh, I always wanted to ask you how have you decided to start a career in the TV business, having in mind that you have uh, graduated uh, geology? So from geology to television, that's quite a jump in the different area. Uh, yeah, What's the story? Actually, it's it's uh, you know it's mysterious ways. You know, mm -hmm. uh, as a student, uh, when I studied uh, actually micropaleontology, which is related, <laughs> yeah, it's related to. Uh, oil and gas mm -hmm. business but as a student I have a lot of free time and I started helping with the cinema production in Buyana studio because my mother was working there so mm -hmm. I helped, uh, helped there for the summer and then uh, it was like 13 years ago there was mm. this opportunity of internship with uh, a reality show that was uh, supposed to start mm -hmm. and it started actually it's for uh, Boyard production maybe you remember that show so yeah. I, I just joined for a summer internship mm -hmm. and then just uh, stay in the TV I mean took for... off <laughs> yeah I, I took I went there for two months and uh, stayed there for 13 years. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. We had a conversation with uh, Christo uh, in one of the last episodes and uh, he said something similar that uh, you start in something like a, a flink and then it turns out that it's your long-term career. Uh, yeah. So you've been working for the same employer for almost 14 years. Uh, what keeps you motivated? Like what is the thing that is uh, keeping you there and uh, moving I, forward 
Well, I was with the same. I am with the same employer, but uh, I changed a lot of positions. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the time you you have the time to learn new things. With every position, you learn new things, mm-hmm. and this is very important. And the other thing is that you see uh, your uh, how how can you uh, help develop some some new programs, some new products. How can you broaden your horizons and how can you bring some new things to the all the viewers in Bulgaria? So I think that this is help, uh, very helping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know that when you're doing one thing over and over and over, you're starting to burn off. But when you're uh, doing different projects, mm-hmm. uh, every project has a new beginning and, and uh, a new ending, and you feel that you're doing a lot of different stuff not mm. uh, the same thing over and over so i think that this is yeah, very yeah. helping so the variety is uh, mm. crucial for you definitely yeah. definitely okay. cool all right mm. okay so next question uh you hold a, a lot of diplomas and uh, carried courses from some of the most highly recognized uh, universities in the world Uh, at the same time, your bachelor's degree is from a Bulgarian university. So I would like uh, to ask for your opinion. How would you compare the the U.S. versus the Bulgarian higher education? Uh, my personal experience, because I graduated from uh, here, a local university, and then uh, I went through the um, EMBA at uh, the American University. So for me, it was a completely different experience with all these case studies and uh, discussions uh, and a lot of preliminary readings in advance. Mm. And for me, this is the, the much better way to learn, especially from a practical point of view. So Stan, you have you have richer experience than me, obviously, in the <laughs> in the academic world. What is what is the difference? What is your opinion? Which is the better way? Well. Uh... We have to separate them into three different categories. I mean, mm-hmm. we have the uh, classical Bulgarian education from the uh, Sofia University. Mm. Uh, I have also the experience with the AUBG and uh, also a lot of uh, experience with uh, the Ivy League's uh, mm. universities in the US. Uh, I think that the AUBG and the uh, Ivy Leagues are pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, as we're speaking about intensity of the course, I mean, mm-hmm. it's modern. You have the pre-reading. You have a lot of video materials. Uh, it's. I think that Ivy League is a bit more intense because it's every week you have to prepare something new. Uh, you you work with uh, people from all over the world. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was at Columbia, we have. Uh, I was in the study group with people from. Uh, Uh, South Africa, Austria, uh, Emirates, and Saudi Arabia, mm. uh, we were in different time zones, so when we have to have a chat, it was uh, very very difficult to coordinate, and especially mm. when we have to have a consult hours with our course leader, which was in London. Mm. So it, uh, All over the world. Yeah, mm. one more. Well... We I have the uh, the good fortune that in my group didn't have uh, like students from like if I have students from Mexico and Bangalore like say <laughs> it would be impossible to have yeah. uh, a conference call because 
you or have somebody who yeah, yeah will have to join in the middle of the night and, yeah exactly so exactly and it's mm. it's not okay i mean to to, to make people wake mm. up in three in the morning just to have a conference call but yeah sometimes <laughs> happens you know yeah, you remember yeah. that yeah. it was not so long ago, so long ago yeah, yeah, yeah. when <laughs> we have the, this kind of conference calls yeah. Yeah. absolutely uh, so yeah Sorry. yeah so uh, i think that uh, the western type of education that is in the uh, aubg that is in mm. uh, columbia that is in harvard <laughs> is uh, much much more modern it's much mm. more uh better suited it's better suited for the students especially mm. in disciplines like uh, business uh because uh, in the traditional bulgarian school you have uh, this professor that's uh, he he reads from the, exactly, the textbook yeah. and you have to to read everything he said and that's mm. it and it actually you don't understand what he's talking about because you don't have time to think about what he's talking you have to write everything yeah, and there is no and, application and there is there is uh uh, there is no discussion because I think that the discussions is very important. Uh, mm. You learn a lot of things through discussions, uh, exactly. and not through reading books. Absolutely, uh, especially from different perspectives. Like in the EMBA course, we we were all with different backgrounds. Mm. Uh, Kao is IT, I'm a finance guy. You're in the TV business. So uh, when we start. Our discussions, um, we learn from each other, from from each other's point of view. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You Absolutely. you learn uh, not only different points of view, you learn different business models. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, because with the finance, I guess it's much more structured. Uh, mm. We are actually, after all, we are show business. So uh, yeah. yeah, we are flashy, flashy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Cal with, uh, with the IT sector, I think it's completely different. Uh, yeah, business exactly. model, industry, so exactly. it's very evolving and uh, you have to keep up. Uh, so it bears uh, some weights with that. Uh, but yeah, totally to, to reflect a bit on, on what you said, um, the, the best uh, teachers in learning like uh, i have uh, always uh, cited uh, the brain coach jim quick I'm, I'm a big fan huge fan so he says that you to learn you need a transformation because uh, just consuming the information won't uh, make mm. anything different but because it fades off but if you create something with this information like uh, uh, write a, uh, a case study or a research or uh, discuss, present, uh, communicate the information with others, uh, even try something like we, we did try to uh, make some simulations or some uh, projects that were real projects without the funding, of course, but uh, <laughs> real projects, then uh, it, it, in the long term it, it stays with you because mm -hmm. uh, you know what, what stands behind uh, the, the superficial yeah, and the yeah, surface yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely correct, Kao. And if I may add, I think that you learn faster when you teach something. Absolutely. Mm. So uh, lots of things, uh, lots of times when I learn something with the AUBG, I try to apply it mm. uh, with my current job and to, to show others that there is something new, that we could do something different. Mm. Uh, I think that this is the, the better way to to learn and exactly. actually you spread the knowledge which is uh, mm. crucial for leadership. It's a it's a perfect segue to my next question. As you said, 
you're learning a lot of stuff that are not traditional for TV business, for example, and uh, maybe even not applicable every time. Mm. But then digital business, digital marketing, so on, you have plenty of interests. Uh, I cannot enlist them all <laughs> because I have to add and uh, dancing and uh, <laughs> jiu-jitsu and whatever else. Uh, but what do you think is the importance of lear learning subjects that are not directly related to your professional work? I think that everything is related to your, to your professional work, no mm. matter what's your professional work. Uh, if I could say like in the TV business, you know that uh, every second, even fraction of the second counts sometimes. Mm. Mm. But what I learned from geology is that you could make a mistake with five million years and it doesn't matter. And if you think about it, uh, in this uh, current environment, when everything's happened fast and at mm. the moment, mm. uh, Actually, if you think about it, what is important today won't matter in, in a year. Mm. And in 100 years, nobody will remember about uh, remember that. So mm. you could, it gives you perspective that except some things that are on uh, like life or death situations, everything else uh, is not uh, that important. So... Uh, it relieves the stress. Mm. If you if you think that everything is has to happen or it's a life or death situation, it mm. it stress you uh, too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically, uh, you say that you have to give priority to some stuff, otherwise uh, everything is priority. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, and um, a more general question, because. Uh, we are in a very fast uh, pacing world. You are in a situation in which you have to make uh, decisions uh, uh, on a daily basis that are large decisions. But um, as we are uh, uh, the leadership podcast, what uh, is your recipe for for developing, for growth, like for, for leaders to grow and uh, uh, for yourself maybe to grow? Uh, maybe... Uh you know about the fact that the total knowledge in the world doubles every 18 months and in some uh, categories it's doubled every like 9 to 12 months mm. so if I may quote Lewis Carroll from the mm. Alice through the glass uh, yeah through, through the mirror yeah. Uh, yeah you have to run as fast as you can just to stay at one place. Mm. And if you want to go somewhere else, you have to run even faster. So yeah. uh, you have to learn. You have mm. to learn just to not not to progress, just to, to stay at the same place you have to learn. And people that uh, stop learning can decide that when they go yeah. out of uh, university that they mm. won't learn anything else, uh, they are doomed, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to put it briefly. Uh, to put it briefly, yeah, they're, they're doomed. Uh, and uh, I think that a leader, sh a leader should improve uh, his qualities all the time through learning. Uh, mm. And uh, unlike uh, Todor, who was your guest like a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. I think that uh, actually people are born leaders. Everyone has uh, some leadership qualities, but with some people, uh, those qualities are much, much uh, stronger 
it's like it's the same with the art it's the same with sports mm. uh, you know that that the leader has something inside of him that draws him forward and uh, mm-hmm. when he he goes forward people fall mm. that's why you have leaders and followers and that's why uh you could be a leader even uh in the uh young age you see that if you look at sports team uh you have a leader and most of the the great players are in their 20s so you mm. could be a leader in your 20s but you have to learn how to be a leader because you could be a good leader or a bad leader a bad leader is also a leader mm. <laughs> so so you have to learn yeah, how to that. make the difference i mean uh, alexander the great conquered half of the world when he was 20 years old mm. but he learned from aristotle so <laughs> he had a great teacher yeah yeah so uh, the things that i'm like if i understand you correctly uh you i am remembering the quote uh, hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard and uh, <laughs> this is uh, um like a, a leader with born qualities that uh, you you have them on early age and then develop them uh if you uh, work hard on continuously developing developing them you'll be a, a good leader uh, uh even a great leader exactly. uh, throughout your life and then uh, on, on my end i would say that uh, even if you don't have those qualities in a young age you can develop them for sure and uh it really as you said it really depends on how much you put into it like how much you want it and and this because i'm I'm an athlete and um, I know how it goes. Uh, whoever wants it the most and reflects the best has it in the end. Because you you may want to have this quality, for example, and if you go into a, into a direction which is uh, giving from yourself but not in the right way, you won't get what you want. So not practice make. Perf- uh, perfect but perfect practice makes perfect exactly you you need to to have a feedback loop to to understand uh, where you need to to fill the gap for example what is lacking and so on and so forth because if we say that uh, i was a born leader when i was a child i understood that uh, each year I, i understand how how insufficient is that <laughs> because mm. there is so much more so much more and if in a sport like in a control environment there are limits to the leadership then in the outer life uh, what you do and how you affect people is uh, is a real uh, art and science let's say so uh yeah uh, in the end uh, i totally agree that uh, um, even if you have such qualities you have to continuously work on them mm. yeah, yeah because the, the true leader feel, feels the drive inside mm. Yeah. yeah, he's driven from the inside, not from the outside, because uh, lots of people are yeah, uh, driven by, let's say, their parents. Their parents decide that they are going to learn that they're going to become doctors or lawyers. Mm. And mm. if you don't have the the drive from inside, you could develop some qualities, but you you could never be great. Mm. Uh, greatness comes from inside, not from outside. Is there a way to develop your intrinsic? Uh motivation stimulus uh, i think that you have to f- uh, find your passion first 
because only your passion i think that could motivate you truly from the inside otherwise mm. you, you just uh, going after some outside stuff like for, for the glamour for the glory yeah. or for the cash which yeah it's it's not a real drive absolutely yeah no, it reminds no. me of a book that i read recently called tiki guy so we i'm i think that you are familiar with the concept but uh the lo- the longest uh, living uh, tribe in japan uh practice ikigai on a daily basis so they they have uh, different uh, uh, different types of uh, food every day variety of food they have um, for their professional interest they combine uh, the things that you passionate about with the things that uh, will get you some money and the thing that uh, the world needs uh, so so you can have uh, something that uh, uh, really drives you forward like the purpose of it all is to make you happy while uh satisfying the needs of others mm, while helping society, others yeah, yeah. so uh i think that when we are talking about intrinsic motivation we we always have to think about how we really put ourselves uh in a in an image of values like uh, how we see ourselves through what values do we live and uh, what is what will be the most important thing in the end because i know i know uh, this is from from another thing that i read um that uh, the the famous i don't even uh, have to tell the name but the person that uh, helped to create the constitution of america said that he want to have three things uh, written on his grave uh, one was uh, that uh, he did that the other was that uh, he was uh, uh the the creator or the father of the um i don't remember virginia university or whatever but they were all connected to his passion to to writing to creating mm. because he 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 felt himself he was the uh the third president or mm-hmm. yeah um but but he didn't want that to to define him he wanted the writing to define him so it's it's very important how we see ourselves and uh Uh, what is uh, closest to our heart, yeah. for example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that uh, for me, learning is a passion. Mm. So I, I constantly learn and trying to improve myself uh, because I know during the time I have done good things and bad things and when sometimes you don't find the difference so you have to constantly learn. And for me, this is, uh, this is my quest to self-improve. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, if you if you uh, go through history, the all, all the great pe- uh, men are Renaissance men. They are good in uh, lots of stuff, mm-hmm. and, and this is what make uh, a good leader, a good manager. I mean, you, you have to you have to constantly uh, feel driven to self improve. Mm-hmm. You have to to learn uh, and. Uh, Uh, learning new things and uh, learning constantly helps you with uh, the communication with uh, your sub- uh, subordinates, with your uh, managers, mm. uh, because I think that the, the the things that could drive change in an organization is uh, communication. And uh, the key to communication is... To know how to speak with different kind of people because 
they have different jargons uh, and sometimes people from one department in the other department in the same organization have different jargons and they yeah they cannot yeah, no. <laughs> understand exactly what the other uh, the other department means exactly yeah. and they have different goals you have to yeah. find a way to make yeah. uh, those people work together uh, and uh, this is what makes you a leader i mean the the way to find a way people to work together mm. uh, totally so to be a great communicator you you should know the the audience uh for me as a general making jargons in whichever department it's it's totally bad idea <laughs> and uh, i always uh, tend to push back on that and to, to use the real words because uh, yeah it it uh, creates a lot of tacit knowledge and so on but this is more um, more management than than leadership um i know that for example new degrass tyson uh when he he writes something or speaks about something he's trying to make a joke uh teach about something and uh, make it uh, accessible to the audience and this uh, many times it it has a difference the the nasa for example the nasa astronauts are trained in communication uh so that uh, they know when they have to explain something to to sixth graders and mm. to know when they have to explain something to to yeah. the other astronauts or other specialists and so on so yeah totally I'm with you on that you 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 have to um be able to to deal with that yeah but to to do that uh, you have to learn how to do it yeah, of course of course uh, and when i say jargon i mean sometimes it's completely technical stuff mm. so if when you work with engineers Uh, their jargon is completely technical and uh, mm. people who are not engineers cannot understand them actually and you yeah. have to find a way uh, when when you develop like when you develop a new platform you have the content creators and the uh, engineers and uh, sometimes the content creator and engineers like they're, they're speaking different languages yeah. so you have to find a way uh, to to make them work together to balance that. yeah So every every project manager just dream to to have engineers and <laughs> content creators on one side. Okay, Stan. Uh, so you have like uh, the, the the need to watch TV on a professional basis, <laughs> but but uh, can you tell us more about uh, your free time? What what do you do uh, when you're free? Uh, except uh, taking on new courses and uh, yeah. finishing uh, new programs and so well, in the, the rare times when I'm free, uh, I have different interests. Uh, like I'm practicing karate with uh, Nikki, mm. who was your guest actually. Mm. This is Nikolai Kazmi. Nikolai Kazmi, yeah. So uh, I'm sorry that I haven't been on practice uh, for a long time, Nikki. When I have the time, I'll join again. Uh, she will show you some new moves. Uh, <laughs> she has a lot of moves for yeah. punishment. Uh, I also uh, go dancing. I uh, dance salsa. Uh, at least one uh, once a month, I go to the firing range. So uh, I'm shooting. Uh, Okay. Rifles and guns and yeah, is this your way to push out all the stress? <laughs> It helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> It helps a lot. Uh and I spend a lot of time with my dog mm. going outside for a walk. And Great. it it helps to reflect on things. I mean just when you're outside with the dog and uh you don't have your phone, you don't have everything, just 
you have time to think about mm. what's happened and uh, your future plans. Mm. It's I think it's reflection it's, time. It's a kind of uh, meditation. Yeah, yeah. let's say it's kind of meditation. Totally, totally. There are so many different uh, kinds of meditation that uh, sometimes people don't even realize that they are meditating mm. because um, th this actually. Um, I, I thank you that you you brought it up. This actually is the the new era. The 2020 brought us a new era in which we have to find time for our wellness, so we don't find time for our illness. And uh, uh, it it should be more and more crucial. I'm hoping that more companies and more people on their own uh, are reflecting on that and taking time to to be. Uh, more self-aware to to have mindfulness into their day and uh, mm. really calmness uh, to to content all the the stressful things that uh, otherwise uh, bring bring chemical imbalances into the body and uh, yeah work will be there we will finish our work because we are professionals but then uh, it's good if we stay longer <laughs> to to do that right well, and uh, work shouldn't define us. Yeah, yeah. I uh, this is uh, something that we discussed um, for a lot of episodes in which um, we talked about uh, work and life balance. In the end, for me, it's it's all life, and mm. uh, you you're defined by uh, everything that you do, not only work but everything else, uh, like a whole as a general, and uh, the way you you uh, let's say balance that and uh, juggle that or whatever we call it. Uh, is who you are, right? It, it shows your priorities. Okay, so thank you a lot, Stan. Thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure. I think right. it's a, it's a great uh, first interview. In the next one, I'm guessing that we will dive deeper into a certain topic. Uh, but uh, we want to thank you that you, you came and uh, you honored us. So... Uh, guys, don't forget to subscribe and uh, to share our content. We will see you next week. Thank you, Stan. Thank you to all the viewers and listeners. Thank you.